0: Hello America! If you're looking for a roadmap to financial health and smart investing, remember, money meets at the intersection of Mulholland and Cooperstock. After your family and your health, your money, your investments, should be number three on your life top ten list. I am Mark Cooperstock and along with my partner Stephen Mulholland, a CFA charter holder and CFP, are the principals of Mulholland and Cooperstock Asset Management. Our firm is a registered investment advisor based in Los Angeles with only one goal in mind to provide meaningful, thoughtful and tax efficient advice. We provide investment and generational wealth management guidance while keeping a sharp eye on the economy and the markets. So come along, join us on this journey as we look to help you navigate the superhighway of financial news and global markets amidst the daily traffic of forecasts, speculators, and prognostications. You have arrived. Remember, money meets at the intersection of Mulholland and Cooperstock. Along with engineer Griffin the Booth, let's welcome my partner Stephen Mulholland.
1: Stephen, where will we go today? Hey Mark, thanks for the intro. Uh, And really half of the reason I wanted to do this podcast was uh, I, I get to hear your voice every day and it didn't seem fair to to hog it from the rest of the world. Ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> uh, so the first topic today, uh, really, before I get into the first topic, uh, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, Mark, but uh, the real goal of this podcast is to convince uh, all of our clients uh, that these are uh, strategies that will help them be confident in securing their financial future, uh, uh, growing uh, growing their wealth for themselves, and to take care of their family. So. Uh, at least initially, uh, we have rather modest ambitions, but I think important ones, which is uh, we have these conversations one-on-one with our clients, and uh, out, out of fairness and also efficiency, uh, we figured the podcast could be a good way for us to make the compelling argument uh, to all of our clients at the same time. Would you agree with that, Mark?
0: I agree 100%, and I think it's
1: fair, too, to let
0: everybody know that this is the premier of our podcast. This is the first one. And uh, we're really excited about it. Did you wear pants for the premiere, Mark? I can't talk about that, Steve. I can tell you (laughs) that, you know.
1: Um, Before we get too far too, you mentioned Griff, Uh, are you there Griff? Yeah, I'm right here. So Griff, um, you're a full time student and a part time podcast engineer. Although (laughs) I got to say you're climbing the learning curve quickly. Um, As a good as a good segue for the topic today, how old are you Griff? I'm 15. 15, and do you want to say your full name for the purpose of the podcast? I'm Griffin Carabet. Uh, I I think you'll be proud of this when it's over. You can always edit out your full name um, if you're not at the (laughs) end. (laughs) Okay. All right, so Griff, you're 15, and and, and so what we're going to be talking about today is custodial Roth IRAs, which are um, tax-deferred accounts or uh, tax-favorable accounts for minors. Uh, You cannot have a 401k in the United States of America today until you're 21, but you can have a Roth IRA from birth. So there's a reason that Griff is not only an engineer, uh, but he's also a guest on because we hope before it's over to convince Griff, although I think we already have Mark, but the goal is on the podcast to convince Griff to set up a custodial Roth IRA to put some of his uh, very large internship paycheck that's coming his way Um, when this is over, I was about to say when summer's over because COVID time is a little different than normal time. Uh, but when his internship is over, so, uh, Griff, how's that sound? It sounds good to me. Okay. So Mark, before we get into custodial Roth IRS, which I promise won't be too boring and won't take that long. Um, do you remember some of the, the jobs you had before you were 21 Mark?
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I worked as a construction laborer. Uh, in the heat and humidity of Western Pennsylvania broke my back carrying Sheets of drywall up stairwell after stairwell after stairwell I, bro- I broke my toe doing it A piece fell and landed on my toe. I washed cars. I would get paid for that in the neighborhood um, It was it was it was hard work, but you know, it was a way to make money and that was important
1: well, you know, I'm gonna sound like a real jerk now because uh... My first uh, job was a lifeguard at a water, uh, water amusement park in Irvine. So it wasn't quite as hard a work as your jobs, Mark.
0: We always hated the lifeguards at the swimming pools, by the way.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was a really funny story. So related to that, when I was 14 as a lifeguard at the Great Wild Rivers in Irvine, um, one of my uh, future best friends uh, was actually acting just like that. Um, probably the worst uh, guest I ever encountered as a lifeguard, and uh, what he didn't tell me until the end of the episode was that he was also an employee at Wild Rivers who worked for our brother. Uh, so, Wild Rivers, 14, great place, got to wear shorts every day, shoes optional, met a future best friend, made some money, couldn't even drive yet, but there was one thing that wasn't available to me or that was available to you, Mark, when we were Griffin's age which is the Roth IRA, because it was not invented until 1997. Uh, Do you know a little bit about the history of the Roth IRA, Mark?
0: Well, I I know it was part of a tax bill. Uh, It was created to incentivize uh, savings and long-term savings, but why don't you tell us a little more about it, Steve?
1: Oh, that's that's three quarters of it. Uh, The rest of it is, it was part of the Tax Relief Act of 1997 and was actually named for William Roth. I never knew why Roth uh, was next to the IRA, uh, but it's named for William Roth. Uh, So the key details of a custodial Roth IRA or any Roth IRA is that there's no age requirement. The maximum contribution for 2020 is Uh, 6,000. The big stipulation here, one of the key criteria is the money must be earned income, which compensation for an internship certainly qualifies. Uh, but so does babysitting uh, washing cars cleaning keyboards which i did for my dad when i was about 15. Uh, delivering flowers on valentine's day which is another one of my jobs uh, that i had before college Uh, inventory management stock and bookshelves for the college bookstore also one of my jobs Uh, all of these things uh, qualify as earned income and those contributions could go into a roth ira importantly money in a roth ira Uh, on behalf of a minor does not count for the expected family contribution for college student aid. So any money, Griffin, that you put into your Roth IRA uh, will not penalize you for financial aid considerations, which I think is very important for parents. So uh, further, the custodial Roth IRA contributions can be withdrawn at any time, penalty and tax-free, which is really important, and we'll come back to that. Uh, further, you can use any of the money, contributions or earnings for college including graduate school, penalty and tax-free. You can use $10,000 for a home purchase. That's a little bit low for a home in California, but it's still something. Uh, and then the remainder of the earnings you, you can access after 59 and a half penalty and tax-free. And I, I think, unfortunately, when people learn about tax-deferred uh, accounts, and they hear the 59 and a half, it it immediately turns them off. It sounds so far in the future. Uh, How many times do you hear clients kicking themselves that they wish they started a a savings program sooner?
0: Oh, how many times an
1: hour? Yeah, exactly. I I think it literally happened today. Uh, So there's a great song by the band Faces, which featured Rod Stewart in the greatest song ever performed by Faces because Rod Stewart didn't sing it and you can Google it, Rod Stewart agrees. The lyrics to the song Ooh La La are, I wish that I knew what I know now when I was younger. Griff, you're 15, here's what I both wish I knew when I was 15 and was also available to me at that time. Uh, You should have a custodial Roth IRA.
0: I I agree after hearing all this.
1: (laughs) Good, so we did this, I I I don't want to pretend You know, to recreate a conversation we had before, but it was a it was a great organic uh, 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 exchange a couple weeks ago, which was the impetus for this podcast, uh, the inspiration, Uh, Griffin. uh, So I was playing with the numbers a little bit more. If you were able to save six thousand a year from fifteen to twenty, which takes you up until uh, you'll be able to have a four hundred one k if you have a job when you're twenty one. if you were to save six K a year from 15 to 20, uh, and earned a, the historical rate of 10%, which is what the U.S. stock market has done historically, your six thousand a year from 15 to 20 would grow to about two million. And if instead it compounded at 8%, you'd still reach a million. How does that sound? By the that time sounds, you're 60. That sounds pretty good to me. And I loved your answer. What would you do with that million, Griff? Oh uh, well, I think I'd have to buy a beach house. <laughs> it's it's um, it was a great answer for for myriad reasons, but I also loved it because you know when we think about money uh, most of us uh, uh, um, like to take it from a, a stressor and a worry and one of the things that really helps us relax is imagining that we're financially secure enough uh, to to sit by the beach and live live by the beach uh, and do nothing else so that's that's kind of the end goal. And what could be amazing is that Griff at 15, from 15 to 20, with the knowledge he's gained through this internship, this podcast that you're getting today, uh, you can really set yourself up uh, to, to start to accomplish that goal before you even graduated college. Uh, but one other interesting thing, Griffin, um, there, was, uh, th- there was a lot of um, talk about uh, Jeff Bezos recently and his story and his arc from uh, employee to company founder when he testified uh, in front of the US government for an antitrust hearing. Did Did you catch any of the um, any of the testimony? I did not catch any of the testimony. He, he's you're, busy, you're,
0: he's <laughs> busy in school, Steve. What do you, <laughs> what, what do you think?
1: <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I'm glad you, that was the test. We wanted to make sure you were you know <laughs> focused on your study, so a good answer. Um, but one of the interesting things that came out was that uh, Jeff Bezos uh, actually borrowed $300,000 from his parents when he was 30 to start Amazon. His, his, par- his
0: parents must have really
1: loved him and I'm, I'm sure they're really happy they made that investment or they loaned him that money. I, I think it worked out for everybody. And, and Mark and, you know, for your son or Griffin, for you, Griffin, when you're 30 or Mark, when your son's 30, you know, and he said, gee, I've got this really great idea. Uh, do you want to have the money to be able to fund his business, or do you, you know, do you want to tell him he's out of luck and that he has to go beg, uh, you know, venture capitalists and other with wealthy individuals for the money?
0: No, no, of course. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. Can can I can I just back up here for one second because I just want to make sure we're clear. I mean, you were talking about essentially the compounding of this money over a, roughly a forty-year period, and you talked about you know turning it to two million or a million. Now we want to make it clear, nothing's guaranteed. Those are using assumed rates based on historical performance of the, of the market, right?
1: Oh yeah, Mark, I was thinking, uh, we have to get you some sound effects, you know, like Jim Cramer has, so that you can just blow a horn when I say something in violation of compliance. Um, but in my original notes, I had that this podcast would make you a million dollars and I, I walked it back. Um, but, but it's a great question. Uh, yes, the, fr- so uh, from 15 to 20, Assuming money compounding for for uh, 45 to 40 years at eight or 10 percent gets you to one million or two million, it's far from guaranteed. But those are the 10 percent is in line with the long arc of uh, U.S. stock market history and most of the developed countries around the world, and the 8 percent is uh, roughly in line. I'd have to check my notes, but I believe in line with the last 15 years of the U.S. stock market. Um, so it's it's always prudent, you know, to um, to to oversave and underestimate your returns. You know, the opposite of what uh, pension plans tend to do. Um, but Griffin's getting started early. Oh, and I guess it's a fair teaser uh, for the next podcast, although I was going to bring it up at the end. Uh, so you know, spoiler alert: uh, the we expect the U.S. stock market, as represented by the S&P 500, to return worse than 8 or 10% for the next 10 years. Um, and we're going to have future podcasts about uh, options investors have to try to beat the US stock market. Uh, that said, if Griffin's saving for 40 and 45 years, assuming the historical rate of returns, probably pretty reasonable, don't you think, Mark?
0: Yeah, that sounds good. And one of the things, Steve, make sure that's the last time you ever compare me to Jim Kramer, Okay?
1: <laughs> uh, fair enough. I'll put that in my notes. Um, I know you're not an Eagles fan. No, that's for sure. <laughs> and many other uh, non-similarities between you two. Um, so, uh, it, coming back to the Bezos riff, if if Griff, if you put uh, so if you save six thousand from fifteen to twenty. Uh, 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 Basically, uh, you'll have, um, uh, you could have over $30,000 that, again, the contributions are tax-free that you could apply to a business that you want to start up and the more years that you make the contributions, um, you, you can use the contributions for something like starting a business, you can use the earnings to pay for graduate school. Uh, you can use some of the earnings to pay for a house. So it, it, it's a bit um, short sighted, or maybe it's, it's, it's when individuals are looking for an excuse to focus on that you can't use the money till you're 59 and a half. That's, that's definitely only part of the picture.
0: And, and also, he would be able to continue making contributions to that Roth IRA. I mean, unless, of course, the tax code changes down the road, but that's something he could keep adding to and it could keep building.
1: No, and it's a great point. And actually, you're, to, to your point, even if you have access to a 401k, you're allowed to contribute to a Roth IRA and a 401k if your adjusted, adjusted gross income is below a certain threshold, which it often is for uh, people newly out of school. So no, it's, it's a great point, Mark. And if you can contribute to your Roth IRA for 15 years, right? Remember, Bezos uh, borrowed the 300 grand at 30 from his parents. If you can put uh, six grand away in a Roth IRA for 15 years from 15 Well when you're 30 you'll have a hundred thousand dollars on your own right and, and that's just in terms of contributions um, so I, I, The Roth IRA uh, can be a pretty great way to both save for your beach house but also save so that you um, either can start your own business or uh, Maybe if you want to get out of the rat race for for a little while um, uh, One of my favorite podcasters I um, and he does many more uh, things than this, but one of my favorite podcasters is Sam Harris, and he was able to drop out of Stanford. And Griffin, um, if you do this, don't tell your dad. Hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast. This is not um, advice, but he was able to drop out of Stanford and go meditate in India for a few years on his way to graduating from Stanford, becoming a neuroscientist, uh, writing several best-selling books, creating a podcast, improving a lot of people's lives, Uh, because his mother happened to uh, be the creator of a TV show called Golden Girls. Um, So the idea with the Roth IRA and especially with uh, the parents help in uh, making you realize it's important and helping set it up is with the Roth IRA you're basically creating options for your kids uh, so that if they have ambitions outside of just maximizing their earnings every year uh, you know they can pursue those, or it, it takes pressure off. Uh, I, I I don't know about you, Mark, but most people when they get their first jobs at 21, 22, their first post-college jobs, you know, aren't overly excited to participate in 401ks and save for their retirement. Um, so th- this is just a, this is just a really great way uh, to to make to get that process started early, to make it kind of automatic, take the pressure off your kids. Um, you know, uh, especially uh, a lot of people are worried about the future, rising college costs. I, I, I see the Roth IRA, custodial Roth IRA is a great way uh, to, to give uh, parents and children a little more confidence about their financial future. I don't know if you have any comments about that, Mark. Yeah,
0: no, look, I think this is a, a, a small cog in, in the wheel of what we talk about with our clients in terms of generational wealth management, succession planning. Uh, and this is a really no brainer. Uh, if you have kids, you know, who are minors and and they have a job or you can figure out a way to, to pay them for, for some of the things they're doing to help you out or encourage them to get a job, it's a great way to get them to start saving and for them also to understand the way money works and the way the markets work. And, uh, I think that's a gift that, you know, all parents should give their kids when they're young.
1: Oh, that, that's that's a great point, Mark. And on that note, um, do do you have uh, some comments about the ease and the costs of setting up a custodial Roth IRA with a broker like Schwab?
0: Yes. So our firm custodies with uh, Charles Schwab, and there's no charge. There's no charge to establish the account, and there are no annual fees associated with the account. Um, uh, the management of it is is a, is a, is a different issue, and you will need to talk to. Yeah, you know, your financial advisor or have a further conversation about that, but there are no account fees, if you will. Uh and it can be set up in about ten or fifteen minutes. So it's very easy.
1: Perfect. Uh Griffin, so how are we doing at convincing you this is a good thing to do?
0: Uh you pretty much sold me at this point.
1: Okay, so I'll I'll just wrap up with one comment and then let Mark do um, do his outro. Uh by the way, Mark. I guess it was in college or after but were you not in in one of your many jobs in your career a a radio dj
0: yeah in high school
1: in high school okay (laughs) yes what was your dj name it was the mark k show oh the mark k show i like that um i'm sure you had millions of listeners millions i played a lot of leonard skinnerd you've changed a lot since then huh no i still love leonard (laughs) skinnerd Um, okay, no, excellent. Um, so I'll let Mark with his DJ voice, DJ Mark, uh, take us out with the outro after this. But w- one theme that'll come up uh, uh, you know, in conversation or future podcasts is when you look at the most successful um, and largest investors uh, today, whether it's Warren Buffett, uh, John Malone, Jeff Bezos, the Harvard Endowment, the James Irvine Foundation, they all have a very simple mantra in common which is uh, defer or minimize taxes and invest for the long term. The, as Mark said earlier, the Roth IRA is one tool on the Swiss Army knife that, be, that essentially lets you act like Warren Buffett, John Malone, Jeff Bezos, and the Harvard Endowment. Uh, so with that, Mark, if you could do our outro.
0: You got it, Steve-O. Uh, the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and their guests. Nothing discussed today should be considered investment advice please, please consult with your financial advisor and tax advisor whenever considering any investment. And if you'd like uh, a little more information on our subject that we talked about today, and if you're one of our clients, uh, feel free to call us or email us with the word or term podcast in the subject line. If you're not and you would like to reach us, please feel free to email us at info at mk-am.com and visit our website at www.mk-am.com. Thank you, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.